Why should you be a Swifty and DFS and play DeAndre for sure this week? It's time to break it down as we look at DFS on FanDuel and our Price Picks Picks of the Week as we close the week on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL betting and, of course, fantasy football at SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. Yeah, Michelle, it was uh, not a great start to week six unless you played Travis Kelsey you're somewhat happy or you somehow lucked into Kadarius Tony scoring that touchdown but it was pretty ugly or Cortland Sutton but not a very uh big result here so we're hoping for some bigger scores here I know Taylor Swift was in the house to see Travis Kelsey so he decided to play through that ankle have a big game everyone else I don't know maybe they need to date a superstar <laughs> pop singer and then uh, we will have uh more big games in fantasy but we'll see we do like a Swift oh tease this again that we like DeAndre Swift quite a bit this week in DFS. We'll get into our picks here. We'll start with uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers. We'll get into running backs and tight ends later here on the show, as well as our prize picks, picks of the week. Speaking of prize picks, this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily with fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on Locked on NFL and use that promo code all lowercase. That's locked on NFL. If you didn't get it, locked on NFL for first deposit match up to $100. All right, Michelle, let's dive right into our picks. And it's good because we have a lot of picks I was thinking about. You had them. So this is good. This is good for you all listening that, hey, we can agree on some players and uh, you should look at their value. So, Michelle, I'll let you have at it. First, tell us your two quarterbacks here that you're looking to play in DFS on FanDuel this week. Yeah, I think the best value is pretty e- easily Matthew Stafford. So he's at $7,300 on FanDuel in the, the tournament games, ninth among quarterbacks. But I do think he has a pretty realistic path to finishing as a top three quarterback this week in this matchup that's allowed Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow to each have fantastic games over the last two weeks. And we saw Stafford last week with Cooper Cup back. He had his first game of the season with multiple touchdowns, zero turnovers. I think that continues this week against the Cardinals defense that's allowing the fourth highest completion percentage, fifth most pass yards. Like, I think he gets it done this week, and it's just you can't beat that value at cost. If you want to go with a guy with even more upside, he is going to cost more money, of course. It's Justin Fields against the Vikings. He costs second most among quarterbacks behind only Jalen Hurts. But again, like he's finished what is the quarterback one, maybe quarterback two a couple weeks ago over the last two weeks. Like he's had these monster weeks, what we know Justin Fields can do. They're finally showing up. And against the Vikings, they are allowing an absurd 76.4 completion percentage this year. It's tied for the highest with the Broncos, but the next closest is the Houston Texans at 72%. So they're allowing nearly 5% higher completion percentage. Like 
They've been so bad. They're secondary. Uh, and we've seen Justin Fields and DJ Moore click. And I think it's just going to keep clicking. I think he's going to have a huge another monster game. So I'm willing to spend up on Justin Fields this week. Yeah, Justin Fields, I think, is the play here if you're looking to pay up a quarterback, for sure. I think that's the case. I think there's a lot of good values. Matthew Stafford is one of them. I have a couple uh, right around the Stafford price and then going a little bit deeper this week on the board, a little bit uh, contrarian there. I, I think actually my pick is not going to be contrarian. We look at the end of it, but let's go to the first one. Joe Burrow, still reasonably priced here at 7,500. The Seahawks past defense has struggled with some injuries, and we know that's what the Bengals want to do. They're at home. And T. Higgins might be back, so that could help Joe Burrow as well, of course. I mean, Jamar Chase uh, did a loan pretty much for him last week. But I think we saw the Joe Burrow of old play pretty well, and he typically plays really well at home. The Seahawks, again, not scary enough of a defense where they're going to really do anything to disrupt him. And also the Seahawks could come in there, look good, take a lead, and you could have very high volume there as the Bengals uh, go back and forth with the Seahawks and Geno Smith. So, I'm looking at where you could definitely see 303 again from uh, Joe Burrow this week. Now, the other guy is a little bit of a pivot, but it is a revenge game player. It is Gardner Minshew at 6,500. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jaguars' pass defense is kind of tricky. Like, that's the one thing you have to keep in mind in this one. But I also think this is a terrific matchup for the Jaguars' offense, so they should light it up here. Gardner Minshew is going to want to play well. I mean, he I think he's one of those guys – if you look at his mindset, that he's wanting to come in and play well, right, in this game, like he'll say, look, at least want to make our team competitive, have a good showing here in the second half. And again, if he goes away from Michael Pittman, he feels very comfortable with Josh Downs. There's other receivers he can get involved, namely the tight ends. So look, just enough, but you don't need all that much, right, to get that uh, 3x return when you're looking at 6,500. So if you go cheaper, that's the guy I would target this week. But Stafford, Burrow, you could uh, pick your guy there. But really paying up for fields is not a bad idea. And Michelle, before you get into your wide receivers, uh, do you like those picks? I think the gardner Minshew one is super interesting because – I do think the Colts will have a hard time running. I mean, we saw last week the Jaguars held James Cook to what negative four yards on five carries. We saw the Colts struggle to run in week one. Now that's before they had the best running back in the league, Zach Moss, uh, on their team playing. But I, I still think that's a really interesting choice um, there. So I, I think if you're trying to save money, I, I love that for him. Uh, moving on to wide receivers, I have a stack here with Puka Nakua and to go with my Matthew Stafford. Now you could spend up on Cooper cup. I think that's fine, but Puka Nakua is $800 less than Cooper cup. So saving some money. And I think they're going to get similar amount of targets. It just pretty much comes down to who will get the touchdown last week. It was Puka. Of course it could be Cooper cup this week. I will say something to point out, and I know they're different players on defense. I think different coaches at this point as well, but the Cardinals have held Cooper cup to under to 65 or fewer receiving yards in three of the last four matchups. It's the only three games that Cooper Cup has had under 75 yards since 2021. So all three games with under 75 yards from Cooper Cup has come against the Cardinals, which I just think is kind of crazy. So maybe as a lower game, I think Puka is going to be great. I still think Cooper Cup will be great as well, but love this matchup for both of them. I'm going to save the money and go with Puka. And then Garrett Wilson's my second guy, 6,900. 20th among wide receivers. It His price completely makes sense, right? He's not really doing anything. And you might say, Michelle, why are you trying to 
get your heart hurt again. I think it comes through this week. And I know I said that last week, but last week was the Brees Hall game and Brees Hall only. They just ran, ran, ran. I don't think against the Eagles are going to have much success running the ball. They're going to have to pass, right? And Garrett Wilson's going to get the targets. And the Eagles have allowed a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers this season. I mean, it's every single week they are allowing at least 17 plus fantasy points to a wide receiver. So I think Garrett Wilson gets it done in this matchup. And my last guy at wide receiver is KJ Osborne. He's a cheaper value here that you can find. If you, you always have to find those cheaper options throughout your lineup. I think KJ Osborne's one of those good ones. Everyone's going to be super excited about Jordan Addison as you should be. I think he's the ne- you know, the number one guy in this offense, but don't forget last week, KJ Osborne also had nine targets, just like Jordan Addison. And don't forget last year when they gave KJ Osborne the chance at the end of the year, he came through with 15 plus fantasy points in four of the last five weeks last season. I think Osborne's a super solid play against the Bears this week. Yeah, it's a good call to invest in that Vikings Bears game. You did it with Fields, you're doing it with Osborne here now. Look, I know Jordan Addison is going to get a lot of attention. You mentioned it. I think you're 100% right on that. So maybe what you do is mix it up, right? Play K.J. Osborne in a tournament-type setting and then Jordan Addison in the cash game because I think you might see it the other way around because everyone will say, oh, Addison's a big playmaker, but Osborne is a guy that we've seen score touchdowns and he could have multiple scores there. Addison could have a nice big yardage day, but if uh, Osborne has a couple plays on the outside, then he's maybe the guy who'll get. So I think in cash games, I feel a little bit better about Addison just because he's working in the middle of the field. And I I like both of them, but I think if you want some deviation, I think you go Osborne in the GPP type setting here, because I think it'll go the other way around. But I do like both of them. Addison, $6,700, only $500 more than Osborne. So very reasonably priced here. And uh, just catching up to that with Justin Jefferson out. Now, Drake London, we're going to hear a little bit more about him with our price picks picks. But 6700 it's just really good pricing here. The commanders we talked about, they're changing up their corners a little bit. Maybe not having Emmanuel Forbes, the rookie first rounder, exposed as much. But still, it's not a very great secondary and I like Drake London and the way he's played at home this season so that's the thing I think the entire Falcons offense just tends to perform better especially the pass game when they're Atlanta that's where they are for the commanders game this week and then Devonta Smith look he's been very cool so a lot of people might be off him this week so that's another way you can go you get a piece of the Eagles offense against the Jets now there's some really Tough injuries outside of Sauce Gardner. Gardner is not playing, as we said, a shutdown level. Smith is the guy that can move around as well, a little bit better than A.J. Brown. So get him the nice matchup in the slot. They were also missing Eccles last week. So a little bit thin suddenly on that uh, Jets quality secondary. So that's how I look at those three guys. Again, Smith may be a guy that you uh, just target because not a lot of people are going to go after him, but you know he can blow up for big games. So London, Addison, and Smith are my picks. They're wide receiver this week. Yeah, I think Addison's going to have just a fantastic game. I went with Osborne because I already went with some more uh, expensive uh, players, but I really think Jordan Addison's a great play. London, I'm getting warmer on and warmer on, right? The matchup is just too good. It's really nerve-wracking to trust uh, these Falcons pass catchers, but the matchup is so good that if Arthur Smith doesn't actually take advantage of that matchup, then he needs to stop being a coach, right? Like, like you need to be smart enough to take advantage of this huge mismatch there. And with Devonta Smith, I'm not going to be as high at him because I have two other Eagles that I want to play that we're going to get into the next segment with our running backs and tight ends. I actually have an Eagle at each position that I'm going to bring up. Um, 
But yeah, we're going to get into our favorite plays at running back and tight end in our next segment here. But first, we need to talk about our great sponsor, Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code, code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code locked on. All right, let's hop into our running backs here. I did uh, tease at the top here. We've been teasing DeAndre Swift, right, this whole show. So let's talk about it because we both are high on DeAndre Swift this week. He gets the Jets. I do think it's easier to run on the Jets than it is the pass. But like you said, they are dealing with some injuries. So maybe they get it done a little bit of everywhere. But I want to go with DeAndre Swift because he hasn't had, I mean, that week two game was huge, right? And it's been a little bit lower than that the last few weeks. But it's been consistently putting up decent fantasy numbers. And I think in this game, we can see one of those monster performances from him against the Jets who, you know, Isaiah Pacheco had the best game of his season against the Jets. uh, Jaleel McLaughlin had a really nice game against them in week five, unlimited opportunities. So I I just really like Swift this week against the Jets and his price at 7,200, I think is very fair. It's not towards the top. It's not anything crazy, but you're paying up a little bit for a guy that should put up really great numbers. Yeah, he's 100% the guy that I'm circling and you picked him and I was going to pick him. But look, as long as we're all on board, that means you should be on board as well. This is good news, right? If we're feeling it with DeAndre Swift, I also like a DeAndre Swift Eagles defense stack that you could look at this week. I love those type of different stacks there where you're looking at that direction. I think the Eagles defense will have one of their better games, rack up some sacks there on the inside. So I do like that as a complimentary play. You have to pay up a little bit for that, but you can save a little on Swift here. So really good price per point opportunity here when we look at it here with DeAndre Swift. So 100% uh, a great play. And you have two other interesting plays as well. Yeah, so I'm going with Amari Dermarcado. Maybe I'll learn how to say his name correctly if he does well this week. Against the Rams, I know that there's, confusion right whether it's Keontae Ingram or it's Demarcado I'm saying it's Demarcado because Keontae Ingram stinks and that's really what it comes down to I don't care that Keontae Ingram is listed at the top of the depth chart someone pointed out Samaj P. Ryan was listed at the top of the depth chart for the Broncos last week and it was Jaleel McLaughlin who had the good game uh Demarcado had I mean 10 carries 45 yards a touchdown last week when he came in for Connor right but also the thing that interests me is that he has six receptions for 40 receiving yards on the season not most of it did not come in last game like he's been utilizing this area throughout the season that's more receiving yards than even James Connor has throughout this year so I do think if the Cardinals fall down in this game, which I expect against the Rams, he will still be utilized in that way. So I I think as a very cheap option, he is the best bet in this backfield. 
and then another guy I think you would agree with me on here. We're both extremely high in him, and you're going to be paying up. So this is one of those guys yeah. that I think you should spend the money on. It's Raheem Mosa against the Cardinals. Uh, sorry, against the Carolina Panthers. He's still $2,000 less than Christian McCaffrey. So you're still not paying up yeah. Christian McCaffrey money. But I think he can put up Christian McCaffrey points in this matchup. I mean, Kenneth Walker did it. Tyler Algier did it. David Montgomery, Bijan Robinson, all 20-plus fantasy points in their matchups against the Panthers. No Devin Achan. Mostert should just have a – he should end as a top three running back this week pretty easily. Yeah, those are good calls. And I do know that you have to consider the other backs there. With DeMarcado, it is Keontae Ingram with Swift. You worry about Kenneth Gamewell, Raheem Mostert. You might get Jeff Wilson Jr. back. In fact, it's trending that way. But these guys are elite in terms of what the game is going to call from them, right? Uh, Mostert and Swift should be playing from ahead. DeMarcado, the negative game script is going to help him stay on the field. And Ingram is just recurring from injury. So good calls on isolating those guys. Now, I have one that everyone should be on board with. The other two are a little bit for not a faint of heart. You have to just have a little bit of leap of faith and look how cheap they are and go after it. And if you can hit on one of these guys, you'll go off. So I, I'm going to first go with Alvin Kamara. Same price around there, DeAndre Smith. A little bit more expensive, but he got it done with receptions in his first game back in week four. Last week, he did as a runner with high volume in the blowout against the Patriots. This week, he can do it however he wants because he's placing, facing the Texans' defense. So, look, they're trying to hide their downfield passing game with Derek Carr as much as possible here. Alvin Kamara is their bread and butter. And, sure, they're working in Kendra Miller and others, but Miller only was getting that work last week because the game was so far out of hand. So, Kamara, I really like here. There's different paths for him to really pay off at 7,500 now. Or two, I said it's not easy to go there, but Ramondre Stevenson at 6,200. The thing that you have a little confidence with, last year they did lose in Las Vegas, but he put up a monster game, 172 yards rushing. I know last year's last year their offensive line is not playing as well, but there's been some brutal matchups early in the season where this team cannot get anything going up front. This is not one of them. They need to get Stevenson involved. I think they'll stay in the game, which is also going to be helpful. They're not going to get blown out to the point where they don't even want Stevenson on the field. So I think he has a rebound game, his best game of the season here. Look, he can't go any further down here, and he's still holding on to the job. So Raiders matchup, there's some decent chances there for him to succeed. Miles Sanders, look, Chuba Hubbard, everyone's calling for him a little bit, but the Panthers did invest a lot of money in Miles Sanders, and I think they're going to commit to a little bit more there until he's healthy if he's healthy and he shows up in a matchup like this and he doesn't get it done then maybe they're going to go to chuba hubbard but i always see this even when sanders and hubbard were there together that it was a split backfield so look these are not easy plays to make but the raiders and the dolphins matchup are so good and there's opportunities for these guys to get involved in the pass game that's why i like it so i i think they're not going to have high ownership and that's why i'm interested in those players this week Yeah, the Alvin Kamara one, he's just been producing now. It's been two weeks, and it's been different ways, but he's been producing. They've been feeding him the ball, so that's a good one. You know how I feel about Ramondre Stevenson, and my biggest worry is that what if they do actually score any points and they get around the goal line? I feel like they'll just put in Ezekiel Elliott to knock it in because they've been, you know, Stevenson's snap counts have gone down. Zeke's is going up for whatever. I mean, they both are not 
doing well. But that's my only worry. And then just keep an eye on Miles Sanders' injury. It looks like he yeah. might not even suit up. If he doesn't suit up, maybe you go to Ch- Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, you just kind of replace him there. But if Miles Sanders does suit up, I think he could be a sneaky play with getting some targets as well because you expect them to get to lose this game pretty uh, pretty terribly. So moving on to tight ends, like I said, I have another Eagles player here. This is the pass catcher I am targeting in this Eagles offense. It's Dallas Goddard. I feel like I, I it seems like I'm just chasing last week's points, right? But it's because of the matchup. The Jets are allowing the most fantasy points to the tight end position this season. And I, I think they're going to exploit that matchup again. And they had a lot of success with Dallas Goddard. And I think they're going to have it again this week. So I love Dallas Goddard plugging him in this week. And then a cheaper option would be Tyler Conklin, Jets tight end. Same matchup. So just on the other side of the ball. 4,900, so a lot cheaper than Dallas Goddard or any of those top guys. And for whatever reason, Zach Wilson and Tyler Conklin have a connection. Only guys that have figured out a connection together. But 50-plus receiving yards in three of the last four games. The thing is, he hasn't scored a touchdown this year. But if he gets into the end zone with those 50 yards, it's going to be a top eight tight end play this week. And he's super cheap. Yeah, so you'll be watching that game very closely between the yeah. Jets and Eagles for your tight end production. Now, you had a guy written down here for me. You guessed who I was going to go with on one of them, and you were absolutely right. It's Logan Thomas, 5,400. I liked him a lot just in, uh, in regular seasonal fantasy this week. But, look, uh, it's an opportunity here. This Commanders-Falcons game, maybe you want to invest a little bit more than it than you think. I think there's going to be a little bit more offense the Falcons don't have a good pass rush and the commanders don't have good pass protection. So that's going to give the commanders a break. The commanders don't do it a lot right to stop things. So you're going to have a little bit of back and forth in this game between these two teams. So I like that Logan Thomas should be involved quite a bit here. We saw Dalton Schultz have a very nice game in Atlanta last week. So I really feel really good about uh, Logan Thomas playing him. It's a good price at 5,400. Now, if I'm not going there, I'm going to go pay all the way up to TJ Hawkinson. Now, we talked about Osborne and what Jordan Addison can do, but this is a little bit of a pivot, right? If you see there's a big ownership, especially on Addison, and then Osborne comes next, don't forget about Hawkinson. The Bears can give things up to the tight end. He has a decent history against them from two teams, the Lions and Vikings. So TJ Hawkinson, I do like it. You pay up a little bit, 6700 Here you don't have Travis Kelsey, of course. He's already played. So this is your opportunity to go to the top of the market here, and I think you'll get those type of results. Yeah, I would have definitely picked Logan Thomas too, but I didn't want to steal all the best yeah. picks, you know. I kind of go in here and put names in first, and I was like, ah, I'll be nice and give uh, Vinny Logan Thomas because I know we're both high on him this week. So Logan Thomas is a great play, probably the best value at the position and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Without Travis Kelsey. I mean, he most likely is the top and you don't also have Mark Andrews in this slate either because he plays in the London game. So really TJ Hawkinson should finish as the top scorer among all these guys in the main slate. So love that pick as well. Um, And then, you know, we're going to get into our best prize picks of the week, which, by the way, I sucked at last week. So I'm sorry, and I'll do better this week. <laughs> yeah, and we'll hear some uh, repeat names here from what we do. But again, if you like them in certain aspects in DFS, you're going to like them on prize picks as well. So we'll get into that in a moment. And if you're new to prize picks, uh, I got a way for you to get in on it here this week. 
As we told you at the top, this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Price Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. It's the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America. They're easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. You just guess against the numbers. Instead of uh, battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less than on two to six player stat projection and watch those winnings roll in. It's, yeah, very easy. You just look at what the projections are and which ones are available. Then you go in there and just make your picks. As you go more and more, you get the multiplier that goes in your favor. So check that out. Uh, The more picks you get right in putting them all together, you're going to uh, get a big payday there. So check it out. At price picks again, you just pick two to six players and then you go just more or less. And we're talking about receptions and yards and all that good stuff in this contest. So check it out. Uh, go to pricepicks.com slash locked NFL and use the promo code locked NFL for first deposit match up to $100. Again, it's pricepicks.com slash locked NFL, promo code locked NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And stay tuned here as we reveal our six price picks picks of the week right after this. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to do our prize picks, pick six. I I think we had mixed results last week. Uh, It's been hard. Some of these yards are just falling short or one drop or something is happening here. I see it in every game when we pick these uh, guys here with the prize picks pick. So let's just move on and reveal this week's picks here for more or less than uh, really, spoiler alert, it's all more this week. (laughs) I know we're the suckers for more, but I'm going to go with Brian Robertson, Jr. Commanders running back more than 59 and a half rushing yards versus Atlanta. It was a very disappointing game against the bears last week. We thought he was going to have a great game, but that game strip ended up getting way out of hand. Uh, bears ended up demolishing the commanders, but I do expect this to be a closer game. Commanders Falcons. I expect this to be a close game. I expect them to try to run the ball and he has hit 59 or more rushing yards in three of his five games. You can, the Falcons are kind of middle of the pack against the run, but you can run on them. Damian Pierce put up 66 rushing yards last week. So I, I think Brian Robinson jr. Can hit that number. My second one is Drake London. So in the same game, but Falcons wide receiver against the commanders, you brought him up already. You already talked about how bad the commanders are at stopping wide receivers, but DJ Moore, 230 yards, AJ Brown, 175 yards, Marvin Mims, 113, Stefan Diggs, 111. I could keep going. Like so many yards that they've yeah. given up to wide receivers and all Drake London has to hit is more than 44 and a half receiving yards. We saw him finally be targeted last week. And again, if Arthur Smith doesn't make this happen, I, I'm not taking blame for this. It's all Arthur Smith's fault if he doesn't hit this more than 44 and a half receiving yards. And then my last one's Jordan Addison, more than 54 and a half receiving yards. He has had more than 50 receiving yards in four of his five games played in his career. And he should just be, you expect him to go into this Justin Jefferson role. You do not expect him to put up Justin Jefferson numbers, but I do expect him to get a lot of targets and against a weak bear secondary. He is extremely talented. Like he was one of the top prospects coming out of school for a reason. He's extremely talented. Uh, And I think he gets the targets and he hits this number with ease. Yeah, I like the London and Addison picks in particular. Brian Robinson, let's hope. I mean, he just needs to get enough volume to make it happen. I think that he'll get there. So let's uh, hope that happens. Now, yeah, we're talking a lot about this Falcons-Commanders game. Now, I had a deep 
dive into these projections this week, Michelle. And I was looking for some fun ones to go with. And uh, I actually had one on Thursday with Russell Wilson. I think it was 20.5 rushing yards and he hit 23. And I said, this was solid. He didn't even do anything in the game, but he still hit 23. So clearly more than that number. So I'm going back to this rushing yards for quarterback. Well, and there's a team that's giving up a lot to quarterbacks. I know they played Justin Fields last week, but they did let him run quite a bit. It was the commander. So Desmond Ritter is down to 9.5 rushing yards. That's his projection, 9.5. He can scramble once and he can get this and maybe early in the game. So flushed out. So I like more than 9.5 rushing yards. He's a mobile quarterback against a team that could pressure him a little bit, and then he gets out there and runs. So that's that's what I like about it, that he's going to run a little bit. I mean, he's athletic enough to get just 10 yards. I think that's going to happen here in this game. Now, Alvin Kamara, the team that is really struggling to give up uh, a lot of uh, points to running backs, and they're just as bad actually allowing running backs to get going in the passing game. So I like this number here for Alvin Kamara, 28.5 receiving yards. So so I think that's what you have to look at because now teams, I saw that on Thursday, right? Isaiah Pacheco should have had a bigger rushing game, but you're not going to complain because he got these shorter passes that were essentially running plays. So that hurts, right? When we're doing it for the more projections, that hurts because it takes away from one pool and goes to another. If you're doing combined, great. So I want to focus just on the receiving yards here for Alvin Kamara. So I'm going more 28.5. I mean, he used to hit this on a regular basis out of the backfield. And again, they really struggle to cover backs on top of a stop of the run there in Houston. So those, those are a couple. And then I have one more in the same vein here, Alexander Madison, the bears are, yeah, yes. He's on this list. The bears are allowing the most receiving yards to running backs this season. It's uh, close to 50 yards per game, Michelle, if you didn't know. So Alexander Madison has gone past this pretty easily. He doesn't need a few many, or a few catches here to do this. So it's 14.5. I'm going more than this on receiving yards. I mean, 14.5, like he's involved just enough times. Like he can do this in two catches and we're good. So I like this because we can get all these out of the way in the first quarter, first half, and then we can just rest the rest of the game. That, that's the thing. I That's why we don't always go less, because they have to sweat it out the whole game. Yeah. Here, it's like, get past the mark, get us to victory, and we're good here. So, yeah, Alexander Madison, I know you're shocked that he's involved here. We've talked a lot about the Vikings, but, again, the checkdowns, that could happen. I mean, there's a chance the Bears could lead this game and have a negative game script again for the Vikings. So, this is in Chicago, so keep that in mind. So I, I you like Madison. They involve him just enough. It's that pass, you know what, what I'm talking about, Michelle. If you have him on your team, it's like, oh, it's up in the air forever, and then yeah. who's it catching? Yeah, it's one of those little lollipop throws. So not having a Justin Jefferson opens it up for all these guys. So we've mentioned all of them, Osborne, Addison, Hawkinson. Might as well throw Madison. It's like a law firm here. Throw him into the mix here without Jefferson. So I – I don't know, Michelle, am I going too low with these numbers? No, I I think I like your strategy here. And it is also really nice to make these, you know, put some money on these moors like that. Because like you said, you're still in it even in the fourth quarter if they haven't hit it yet. Because it just takes 
one play. It's not like, oh, I bet this guy's like 50 rushing yards, right? And he only has 10. Like, I'm not going to get it in the fourth quarter. You can get that in the last play of the game. So I like that strategy by you. And you're right. Like, there's no, re- you would expect targets to kind of be spread around everywhere. I do expect Jordan Addison to get more targets and be the number one guy. But all of Justin Jefferson's targets aren't going to just go to the Addison. I do think they get spread around. Madison is utilized in the passing game. So I, I love that by you. And anytime you bring up Alexander Madison doing well, I'm going to love that. Yeah, I was thinking about Ramondre Stevenson, but no, I can't do it. I, I can't no. attach myself that way. Like it's, <laughs> I think DFS is a little bit different in that sense when you're playing a little contrarian. But here, you just want to hit the number. You don't care. You're not, again, competing against other people, as we say, for price picks. So this is the chance to do that uh, and uh, take advantage of that. So hopefully those will uh, pay off here for you with our price picks picks a week. We thank them for sponsoring this Friday edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. Good luck in all your matchups this weekend. Whatever happened to you in the Broncos-Chiefs game, you got a lot to make up here over the weekend. Uh, Don't play any Packers or Steelers. Otherwise, you're good, and I hope you can – win your matchups for Locked on Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.